welcome to What Is It About the Weather? Where once a week we get together and explore the many ways that weather intertwines itself into our lives. I'm your host, Mark Jelanek, and this week we're going to try to answer the question of do you prefer your turf with a touch of rain? Hmm, where will that lead us? But as always, let me take a moment to say thank you to those that are supporting the podcast. Whether you're helping out financially and keeping us cost neutral over at patreon.com. Whether you're sending me show ideas or feedback or thoughts on an episode. At whatisitabouttheweather.com slash contact or whatisitabouttheweather.com slash contact or... What is about the weather at gmail.com? Or whether you are taking a link from a show or the RSS feed, sending it to somebody in the email, or telling somebody about it that you run into. Whatever way you're supporting the show, it is greatly appreciated. So thank you. It's hard for me not to have hurricanes on the brain right now. Tropical cyclone season. Just a couple days away from it kicking off in the East Pacific. Now, the East Pacific is a, is a region that quite often the storms don't have landfall implications. They do, but, but quite often they don't. Or if they do, they transition into other parts of the Pacific. But for areas on the West Coast of Central America, particularly Mexico, it could be a real concern. Real concern. Pretty strong storms in that region. Then, just a couple of weeks later, we kick off in the Atlantic. And after a year like last year, I don't know, it's just, you know, things sit a little heavier the start of the season. So everybody knows this is something that you know, I've done for many years. been involved with tropical cyclone forecasting and different elements of both the history looking back, what we can learn from it. A lot of changes at the National Hurricane Center in, here in North America and the U.S. Got a new director. Oh, past month or so, they've had some job openings down there doing some work. It was a really interesting experience the time I went there, spent a week there seeing how they think, but even, you know, I was, it, it was sort of strange last year as I was thinking about the people there that I know, stay in touch with. As hurricanes were, you know, coming very close to them, which it doesn't always do. And just think about it a different way. We all do. Those personal impacts. And as I mentioned on multiple occasions last year, and, and even still the news stories that, how many places are still dealing with the challenges of last year? And that, it's not even, it won't go away. I mean, but even some of the real implications from, you know, the, the power grid problems that they still are facing in parts of the Caribbean, particularly in Puerto Rico, you know, in terms of Big Island impacts Puerto Rico. But Puerto Rico is not the only place still dealing with that. And here we are in another season. And all I can hope for for everybody is as much as I'm intrigued and fascinated and find interesting 
these events. I hope that none of them impact any land areas. I know that's not realistic, but I really do hope for that. Or that we are able to learn something from every single event that does impact land. Something about new strategies to employ, better ways to keep people safe. Because it's tricky, these things. This, this is not a small spatial thing that it's easy just to pick up a, a few people and move them. Or a few people get to a safe space. It's much bigger than that. So, good luck with the season, folks. Whether you're on the forecasting side and, <clears throat> excuse me, watching, keeping an eye out, keeping people safe, or researching, proving our understanding, or whether you're anxiously watching what might come your way, just know that there's a lot of people trying to keep you safe all the way around. All right, let's talk a little bit about turf. What did I mean? What was I talking about? Do I like my turf with a touch of rain? Well, I'll tell you precisely what I was talking about. Sports, particularly soccer. Now, whether in sports, I mean, it's just, they coexist, right? And we did a story about clouds and baseball because there was an interesting research article that I came across. You know, that, that was just a you know thing about clouds. It wasn't anything, you know, thunderstorms or severe weather or just broader weather in general. And my personal opinion is one of the benefits of sports, and this is com- comes from growing up playing sports in different types of weather, is I think weather and sports should stay hand in hand. I think any sport where... You can play it in the weather. You should play it in the weather, although you should also not do <laughs> things that would uh, compromise your health, whether it's severe weather or, I don't know, making the seasons to where they're not in the middle of extreme weather, which sometimes we do a better job than others. But, I mean, that that to me is part of it. Isn't I even look at a sport like hockey, and I think hockey should be played outdoors. It's a cold weather sport. Make it cold weather. I mean, I understand there's some things that don't work well. It's kind of hold, hard to hold on to a basketball when it's wet. But just think about how different the sport would be <laughs> if they had to change it to make the court such that it could handle the rain and the ball such that it can handle the rain, how, how different it is. Because one of the things I like about weather and sports is a lot of times it can take away advantages that certain teams or players are able to gather together when they play in these pristine conditions, right? In these pristine setups. And I like that. And probably a sport, I I don't know, that just commonly you hear people talk about weather and quite honestly, quite often get it wrong, is golf. Right? It's an outdoor sport. Clearly it's an outdoor sport. 
covering lots of distance outdoors. So it makes it kind of hard to do it indoor. Yeah, you can do these virtual things or driving ranges that are indoors, but really playing golf, it's kind of an outdoor thing. But the beauty of it is weather gives something for golfers to complain about and blame as opposed to accepting responsibility for their game. And, you know, golf's an interesting in that a lot of people play it that aren't very good at it. And it takes a lot of skill, I think, as with any sport, to, to really master it, to be exceptional. But it's always been a sport that encourages anybody to play. So you get a lot of people that, I mean, there there's a lot of little nuances. Right? A lot of complications. You're hitting this little ball with a stick with a little end on it. How you stand, how you swing, all those things come into play. But it's much easier to blame the weather. And this is where people get it wrong. You all, you often hear about people talking about, oh, it was hot and muggy outside. I couldn't hit the ball as far. But interestingly enough, you want a hot, muggy day <laughs> if you want your ball to carry further. And that's where announcers get it wrong. So that warm, moist air actually allows, creates re less resistance on that ball. Allows it to travel further. But a lot of things play a role, whether it's heat. Like I said, the, the hotter it gets, the further the ball travels. Humidity, same thing. Just pressure in general. They all play some role. But wind is probably the most meaningful. I mean, all those things, if you look at what the how the math works out, for the average golfer, it doesn't make that big of a difference. However, the wind really does. The wind can have a, a, a fairly large impact. But it's also, again, it's that kind of great equalizer. If you've ever watched a major golf event and seen the golfers try to deal with extreme wind, you know, it, it brings them to their knees as well. So it's just a reminder I think to the average player that, you know, weather can do it to all of us. And that in the professional cases, you know, they could probably more easily actually blame the weather. But to me, and I don't care, care whether it's golf or another sport, that to me is what makes an exceptional athlete. Is one that doesn't just perform when everything's pristine or they're on their favorite course or as in soccer at their favorite field. Right? You always talk about, and this is not unusual, home field advantage. And I don't care whether it's soccer or American football, whatever it is. You know, baseball. Heck, it probably even plays true to cricket or some other sports I don't follow as much. But that home field advantage, people often think, well, it's the crowd or the stadium. But a lot of times, it's the environment. Particularly if they got a nice cushy indoor stadium, but but a lot of times with outdoor, they know how their field is impacted. Now they hope for certain weather conditions, but even when the weather goes foul, they have enough experience on that same surface again and again that it can impact things. And different teams even take advantage of it, particularly like with soccer. So one of the one of the techniques you may see from time to time is if you if you follow or you watch, or even if you're a casual watcher, is you'll see right before the game, maybe they turn the sprinklers on. Or even at, at halftime, they'll do the same thing again. And you may wonder, that seems kind of crazy. But it's actually a very specific strategy. 
So with the right amount of water, and this is the tricky part, right? With the right amount of water on the surface, that ball truly will glide better. And so for a team that tends to pass more, likes to play the game on the surface, watering it is helpful. But you got to be careful. You don't want too much water, like a big rainstorm, because that will actually slow the ball down. It makes it more difficult makes your footing more difficult and actually even even when there's a little bit of water you got that tricky thing and professional athletes have the benefit if you will of switching their cleats for the environment at hand something that those of us who play casually may not have if we only have one pair of shoes to wear you know that's one of the things I love about soccer just in general is of all the sports and I think that's why it's kind of globally played as much as it is you need a ball right But aside from that, you can kind of create an environment of play. Yeah, you may not have fancy goals or anything like that, but it's a, it's a relatively, there's low barriers to entry. And I think there are other sports that are like this, but more than any of them, you can play a game. And I don't care whether you got concrete or whether you got turf or how good it looks or a dirt field or whatever it is, you can play. And I think that's some of the appeal. But how that field responds to weather the people that experience it more often are going to have that advantage. But it's not just the feel that's impacted, even the ball itself. And this is true for anybody that's, I don't know if you've ever played soccer, you know, or any kind of sport where you can get a waterlogged ball. Man, and I grew up playing with a lot of those. And it forever changes the ball. But any of them that spend much time in water, they, they absorb that. And it makes it heavy. So anybody that's ever played with a nice lightweight soccer ball knows how different once that waterlogged ball gets gets into the game how much of a change it makes but the ball it's not it, it okay so you think about it right you think about a soccer ball something that simple and, and maybe you've seen it before you you will have there was a movie called bend it like becca but th there's a lot of players that play today and if you've ever watched you see this incredible ability to seemingly bend a ball or put a big curve on it. When I was growing up, it was called a banana kick. Because, you know, you put a slight curve on it. We weren't that good at put, putting a big curve on it. But, you know, even when players kick it, generally speaking, you will see that it kind of curves. And the physics of that's just incredible. But the weather can change that. The amount of atmospheric pressure, if you go from playing at sea level to playing in the mountains, it will change how you, how that happens, right? And how the ball responds. So how much wind there is. And again, this is why they build these big stadiums and try to protect it and shelter it. Because if you can control the wind or put the wind in a way that works to your advantage, you know how it is. So you get those things. So the ball reacts differently. How much it spins will come into play with how wet that field is or how wet the ball is you know the surface physics the resistance the friction that it creates so will a ball roll or will it kind of get that knuckleball non-spinning effect which not only impacts how it fly you know changes in flight but how it changes on the receiving end for a goalkeeper and that can be a very big deal Right, whether they're able to control the ball when it gets to them. And this is true of the players as well. I mean, you think about how weather impacts you. You know, are you a little too cold? Are you too hot? 
What happens if you're playing in the rain so you don't get that luxury of watering the field slightly before each half, but let's say it's raining. So a little bit of light rain, again, might be do, do you some good for the surface, but what if it makes you wet? We get into that whole evaporative cooling thing. Does it make you too cold? Or actually, is that a good thing? Does it cool you off, keep you pleasant? So all these things not only impact us physically, truly physically, but they impact our psyche. And in a professional level, it's a big deal. If you've ever really watched right, the exceptional players, they're able to put the ball in very precise locations. But like I said, some of them aren't as good at doing that when they're not on their home field or the conditions aren't ideal for them. It's the ones that learn how to adjust to those conditions, which again, isn't always easy, that to me makes a player exceptional. But players have to deal with all those things as well. And it was funny when I was doing some research for this episode, NASA even has a little applet that you can download that talks about the impact on a soccer ball based on all these different conditions, including the weather, right? And you enter all these little pieces of information and it will show you how much that ball is going to bend. But again, imagine you're a player that has to think about how you strike the ball, how you incorporate the environment you're playing in to place it in just the right spot. And this is why it doesn't happen every time, right? This is why sometimes things don't work out precisely the way we want them to. And the other thing that I found interesting in researching about this was one of the areas it also comes into play is in the betting. And it probably doesn't come into play as much as it should. But when you're betting on sports, you think about a lot of things, you know, injuries to players, are they playing home or away? And, you know, you may not think about that. Some sports have specified field sizes, but in soccer, there is variance. And that variance, depending on how the team plays, can be a very big deal. Or just the quality of the conditions or indoor versus outdoor, all those sort of things. And that's why it tends to favor the home team because they're used to whatever that is, generally speaking. But in this age of information, right, and all these little information tidbits that we get, one of the best write-ups I saw about how weather impacts specifically soccer, and the other thing would be American football, is the weather. Because it's a recognition, right, if you will, of how much those little points of minutiae. You know, is a player, let's say a player tends to have a certain lean to them when they, when they strike a penalty shot or something, or a free kick. Or in American football, how they may stand when they're guarding or blocking. All those things might be altered just enough. If they're, if they're, what they do and the technique they employ has a high nuance to it, changes in the weather can really throw that off. Now, some things it probably doesn't, but just imagine if the sweat in your jersey wasn't able to be wicked away and the additional sensation of that weight. And like I said, there's also the mental capacity. 
And so I imagine with big data, we're going to see more of this, more investigating how the weather elements have the potential to change the outcome of the game. Now, the only research paper I found, and again, I didn't dig too deep, was about American football, but somebody had actually written up a research paper about how wind, specifically, impacted different elements of American football. But it, again, it wasn't just in soccer. Titleist, big brand in, in golf balls, had a whole write-up about some of those things I mentioned earlier, about how their R&D group looks at those things. And even the recommendations they have, like if you're playing when it's cold, there's these other things are going to impact you. You know, how many layers are close? And this is one of the things I never liked about golf, playing it when it was cold, is I don't like having a bunch of layers on and trying to swing a golf club. It, it seems to throw me off. I don't get comfortable. But they pointed out, not only does the weather impact your ball flight, but having a golf ball that's warm will change how well it responds to being hit. So you want it. They even tell you, keep some balls in your pocket don't and, and keep them in there for a couple holes and then change them out and let that ball get warmed up before you use it again. I don't know, just interesting little things like that, right? But it's a reminder about how these simple things like humidity and temperature and pressure, these things that are so essential to the weather we experience, are also equally as essential to the sports we play. And in particular, when you're playing it at a high level, when inches can make a big difference, or centimeters, whichever you will, how weather can work its way into that whole mix. So it's not just about the weather that I think about playing in a big muddy field or being drenched from the rain or trying to play in a windy day. Those things are, are there too. And those are the real reminders, I think, for all of us. And we see that again played out in sports. So we watch just funny games go down. And we know that those are going to happen. But know that even at the subtle layers, even at the subtle layers, That it's having some impact, whether it matters, might mean something you need to investigate or look at, depending on the level of play that's happening in front of you. Does it really matter for average Joe, for certain conditions? Maybe not. But if the difference on a free kick of it going in that top right corner, where it barely goes in, now, you could argue some of it might be the approach of the player, the way they kick the ball. That's true. But they practice those shots a lot. And if the subtlety that day happens to be the amount of atmospheric pressure, the amount of wind, and can they compensate for that? You might be surprised how often that comes into play as well. Any case, whether you're out there I don't know, playing golf, playing soccer, playing tennis, playing rugby, playing cricket, 
Playing lawn darts. I don't care what it is. I don't know how long. I guess it would. All these things. As we get into summer. Here in the northern hemisphere. And you might be out doing more sports. Than you would otherwise. Just remember. Think about it. But have some fun with it. Don't overthink it. This is the problem we get into too often. right? We get enough times where weather makes us really think hard. Think about it in a fun way. Think about what you're doing and how the weather might impact you. And if you've always really understood how the weather's impacting it and have been stating it correctly or incorrectly, there's some good links in the show notes that might help you out with these couple of sports. Some interesting stuff, too. There's a weather stem program that did a whole module on soccer, and there's some videos in there and stuff that talk about the whole bending and how all that works. And like I mentioned, the applet, etc. So explore all that. Expand your mind a little bit, understanding of how weather plays a role in the fun things that we do as well. Because as we all know, there's much more to weather than the weather itself. There's your two words to production. We're tired of hearing our uncle grovel, so please support him on patreon.com slash weather.